everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXB and today is the 7th of March 2023 and unfortunately the global cryptocurrency market is not looking good. To be honest, not much has happened so far as the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is concerned and Lokash towards the third week of this month, Jerome Powell will be announcing the interest rate hike and during that time, the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade date will also be merging in so it could be very possible that there will be massive fluctuation, particularly in the price of Ethereum possibly NFTs and the overall global cryptocurrency market as well. Now in today's episode guys, we're going to start off discussing some massive news all the way from Norway and they are having a Bitcoin Lightning Conference called as Northern Lightning Conference and this whole narrative guys, Lightning Network not Blockchain is definitely picking up pace. So if you're heading to Norway, you definitely need to attend the Northern Lightning Conference. We're also going to be discussing the Bank of International Settlements who have been a massive detractor of Bitcoin and they have published a report called as Project Icebreaker and we're going to go ahead and explore in detail what are their thoughts regarding central bank digital currency and Bank of International Settlements are massive advocates of central bank digital currency. And one thing which I've often mentioned in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast is when you talk about politics and politicians, particularly keeping in mind central bank digital currencies, that left-wing politicians and left-wing ideologies are definitely in favor of central bank digital currencies and they are the ones who are against Bitcoin, open source and freedom of speech. And exactly opposites are right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians who are 100% in favor of Bitcoin, open source and freedom of speech. And one news that I'm going to be talking about is in the state of Utah which is 100% Republican and they are willing to give decentralized autonomous organization a legal recognition that this news might sound great and I definitely like it but in today's episode I'll go ahead and explain some of the positives and the negatives of government intervening so far as cryptocurrency and open blockchain is concerned so quite a lot to talk about in today's episode and like we do guys in every Krypton Coffee Day podcast we are going to be discussing two news regarding UAE and the first news is about a Dubai headquartered cryptocurrency exchange called as MaskX and they are launching a virtual card for worldwide spending so definitely quite a lot to talk about that in today's episode and the second news is about Realstar and they are launching a token and they are going to be having a launch party in Dubai town now to be honest guys I am a little bit skeptical about this news and I really am not sure if cryptocurrency and tokenization is the way to go forward but nonetheless a very positive news particularly when you talk about Dubai and when you talk about tokenization. So let me know what your thoughts are if you agree to my opinion or disagree to it and mention your thoughts and comments in the comment section below. Now let's kick start today's episode. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee Date, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries 
and transforming societies. We'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8. And let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Space Podcast. And The Race Space Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. Next, listen guys, there are three things that I'm extremely passionate about. One is Extreme Heavy Metal, Ice Cold Beer and Obstacle Course Race. And Tough Mudder is one of my favorite Obstacle Course Race events taking place in the Middle East. Now, if you're into running, if you're into Obstacle Course Race, you definitely need to check out Tough Mudder because they have a massive event coming up on the 18th of March and it is, if not in one of the most beautiful locations in the United Arab Emirates. So listen guys, go to the website of Tough Mudder Arabia and look at the events. So there are different events taking place. There is 10k events, there is 5k events, and if you have your kids, get your kids along. And listen up guys, Tough Mudder is a series of obstacle and mud runs that will push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. A community built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside your comfort zone is a reward. And listen guys, when was the last time you did something for the very first time? 
So the event takes place in Ras Al Khaimah and Gaza location is absolutely brilliant called as Mina Al Arab in Ras Al Khaimah and you can register for it now on the 18th of March. So you have a 5k event, 10k event and if you have your kids, get your kids along. Now if you do want some heavy discount and get a 15% discount code, use the code GEORGE15 which is G for George, E for Elephant, O for Orange, R for Roger, G for George, E for Elephant. 15 that is the number 15 so once again guys the code is george 15 and look guys one of my goals is to do 100 tough mother and i'd really like to do it in dubai or in the uae and finally guys not your keys not your crypto if you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where ledger wallet kicks in and ledger wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by ledger a company headquartered in paris france and ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline and ledger offers two hardware wallets the ledger nano and ledger nano x wallets they are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security now in today's world securing these digital assets is a critical challenge and this is where ledger kicks in so click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast it is a brilliant way to support this podcast so what are you waiting for the link is in the show notes below now guys since you've taken care of that let's look at the global cryptocurrency market now as of today 7th of march the global cryptocurrency market is not looking that good and to be honest guys i was really hoping the third month in the first quarter does show some size of bullish indicators Unfortunately, March is not having a good start and in yesterday's podcast we talk about our 2023 is definitely not one of the best years for Binance that the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.02 trillion and I wouldn't be surprised that over the next coming days and weeks it just might go below the $1 trillion mark. Now since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.16% and the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is ridiculously low. And down to 33.70 billion dollars now since the last 24 hours it is still up by 10.75 percent and the total volume in DeFi is currently at 3.10 billion dollars and guys few days ago on my crypto and coffee day podcast i was really hoping for the total value lock to cross the 50 billion dollar mark now to be honest it did cross the 50 billion dollar mark but looks like that was only for a few days now as of today 7th of march the total value locked is down to 48 $1.13 billion and Lido is still dominating with 18.99% and $9.14 billion is locked in this protocol. And guys, in yesterday's podcast, I did talk about some rumor that is going on that the SEC is going after Lido. And as of now, looks like the SEC is definitely not going after Lido. But as and when the news develops, I'll definitely go in the base of more information. Now, DeFi is accounting for 9.20%. Of the total crypto market 24-hour volume, MakerDAO's total value locked is $6.99 billion, followed by Curve Finance at $4.93 billion, Aave at number 4 at $4.71 billion, and Convex Finance at $4 billion. Now, look, guys, if cryptocurrency has to gain mainstream momentum, DeFi is the way to go, and the number has to be 10 times much better. And I really am hoping that in the second half of this year, the number in DeFi definitely picks up pace. One of the biggest challenges that I envision in the second half of this year 
is the news about central bank digital currency and one thing which I did mention last year is that in the second half of 2023, I wouldn't be surprised if we got to see quite a lot more news regarding central bank digital currencies. Now the volume of stable coins is at $31.26 billion and this volume accounts for 92.77% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. This is absolutely ridiculous guys. Ideally, it should be the volume of Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies that should be dominating the 24-hour cryptocurrency market volume. Definitely not ideal. The volume is low and it still accounts for a higher percentage of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, out of this $31.26 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $24.22 billion, followed by Circle USDC at $2.76 billion and Binance BUSD at $4.10 billion. Now let's look at the market cap, the 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum and it's going to be really interesting to see the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum as and when the date for Shanghai upgrade kicks in. Now as of today, the market cap of Bitcoin is $432 billion, Ethereum is $191 billion, the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $16 billion whereas Ethereum is $5 billion. The dominance is pretty much the same. Bitcoin is at 42.40% and Ethereum is at 18.80%. Now in today's episode guys, I'm going to be looking at the market cap of DeFi protocols, NFT, Metaverse and privacy coins. Now so far as the market cap of all DeFi protocols is concerned, it is at $51.03 billion. And once again guys, the numbers should be at least 3 to 4 times much higher. The market cap of NFT is at $21.14 billion and Metaverse market cap is at $14.17 billion. To be honest, since the last 24 hours, all the cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols that are connected to Metaverse are definitely looking green. The price of Decentraland is up, the price for Sandbox or Sand is up, Tether Network is up as well. So really I'm not sure what is going on in the Metaverse world, but they're definitely looking green. Market cap of privacy coins stands at Monero with $2.77 billion, which is clearly an outlier. Zcash at $449 million and Decred at $317 million. Now it's going to be really interesting as and when central banks all over the world begins to launch central bank digital currencies. Now granted this might take at least 3 to 5 years. What is going to happen so far as privacy coins is concerned? Now VARA that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority in the regulations that they released few weeks ago did clearly mention that they are definitely not advocating privacy coins and all activities regarding privacy coins in Dubai might be completely stopped. Now guys, let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin. Currently it is at $22,383 and since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.09%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.74%. Ethereum is currently at $1,565. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.02%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.39%. Now guys, while I'm recording this podcast, I just looked up information regarding the Shanghai upgrade. And most likely, the Shanghai upgrade testnet will take place on the 14th of this month. So it's going to be really interesting to track the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum. That'll give us some idea of what the price of Ethereum would be. Now historically, guys, Whenever there is an upgrade, few days before the upgrade, the process tends to pump up. There's a lot of fake news and incorrect information. They try to pump the demand. And as and when the upgrade kicks in, 
just 24 hours before, the prices tends to fall down. Will it be anything different this time? I really am not sure. So make sure that you keep a track on the price of Ethereum on the 14th and few days before that as well. Binance Coin is currently at $286 since the last 24 hours. It is up by 0.69% since the last 7 days. It is down by 5.66%. And look guys, it's going to be really interesting to see what the future of Binance is. And in yesterday's podcast, I did talk about quite a lot of negative news surrounding Binance. And CZ did actually mention that there is a very high possibility that Binance BUSD's market cap will be going down. And at one point of time, it was at $13 billion. And yesterday, it went down to $8 billion. Now guys, let's discuss some massive news so far as Lightning Network is concerned. And look guys, Lightning Network, not blockchain, is a narrative definitely picking up pace, not just in the Bitcoin community, but also in the cryptocurrency world as well. And Norway is definitely taking the lead and it is hosting the world's most Bitcoin experience called as the Northern Lightning 2023, which will take place in Norway between the 17th of March to the 19th. And looks like Norwegians are all going out. So listen guys, go to my LinkedIn profile, look at the information and sign up for this event. There are quite a lot of speakers and to be honest, it's going to be filled with a lot of Bitcoin maximalists and I 100% would like to attend this. Unfortunately, I'm still stuck in Dubai. But if you're someone who's getting into the cryptocurrency space, what I'd really recommend you to do is follow Northern Lightning Network Conference. Try to look at videos where they have talk shows about these people. Because look guys, one thing which I've often said is there's very little use case of blockchain technology. Lightning Network, not blockchain, is what the world needs. Now at the moment in 2023, there is some news circulating regarding Central Bank Digital Currency and the Bank of International Settlement did put up a report called this Project Icebreaker. And Project Icebreaker explores the potential benefits and challenges of using retail central bank digital currency in cross-border payments and it tested the technical feasibility of conducting cross-border cross-currency transactions between different distributed ledger technology-based central bank digital currency proof-of-work concept and look as this was a project which was collaborated with the Bank of Israel, Norges Bank from Norway and Suarez Risk Bank and the Bank of International Settlements Innovation Hub. So let me try to give out some information on what is Project Icebreaker and how does it propose to improve cross-border payments using retail central bank digital currencies. And look as there are different types of central bank digital currencies. One is retail central bank digital currency, wholesale CBDCs and multiple CBDCs. The wholesale CBDCs are used within the banking organizations. Multiple CBDCs are central bank digital currencies that are used across different geographical restrictions. And retail CBDCs is something which average individual users will use. The Project Icebreaker is an experiment conducted by the BIS Innovation Hub or Bank of International Settlements Innovation Hub exploring a specific way to interlink retail central bank digital currency systems with additional features that allow the icebreaker model to readily scale up. It aims to promote simplicity, interoperability, reduce settlement risks and foster competition and transparency for cross-border retail central bank digital currency payments. Guys, this is what Bitcoin does. Now, rather than using central bank digital currency, it makes perfect sense to use Bitcoin it also has 100% open source, so all transactions can be verified as well. Now let me try to give out some more information because the Icebreaker model proposes to break up across border transactions into two domestic payments, one in each domestic system, eliminating the time gap between payment initiation 
and settlements going a long way towards eliminating counterparty risks in the foreign exchange transactions an automatic payment versus payment or called as pvp arrangement is used for settlement using hash time locked contract or hdlc and guys in the cryptocurrency world hash time locked contract is used when you're swapping different types of cryptocurrencies now the model proposes to decouple foreign exchange services and pricing from the provision of retail central bank digital currency payment services promoting competition and transparency and foreign exchange service providers submit the foreign exchange rates to icebreaker hub which selects the best rate to be presented to the payer for each payment request this lets the payer access competitive foreign exchange rates independently of the payment service provider providing the end user with a digital retail central bank digital currency supporting wallet now, the number of connections between retail cbdc system is kept to a minimum by the hub and spoke approach used for icebreaker model promoting interoperability and scalability and the icebreaker hub provides a standard set of apis enabling different domestic systems to communicate it with it seamlessly now look guys i definitely do not like it but given the strength and the volume of central bank digital currencies and the fact that it is centralized they will be able to offer a much better user experience offer customer support which is unfortunately lacking in the bitcoin and cryptocurrency space and in hindsight that is one of the strengths of bitcoin and cryptocurrency as well now the icebreaker model makes a minimal set of technical requirements about the retail central bank digital currency system that connects to it each must be a functioning payment system and operate in real time or near real time ideally 24 by 7 for 365 days each can implement and support the use of hdlc and there are participants in each retail central bank digital currency systems that can act as a foreign exchange service provider so essentially guys based on the report project icebreaker proposes to interlink central bank digital currency system using a hub and spoke solutions and additional features that will promote simplicity ease of use while maintaining security but you always need to remember that it is a centralized entity that is responsible for the payment but bitcoin solves all of this rather than using central bank digital currencies i really don't understand why the world is not using bitcoin and look as bitcoin is something which is definitely needed particularly when you talk about international transactions the settlement happens absolutely real time but i'd really recommend you to do is dr safadin amos has written two brilliant books called as the bitcoin standard and the fiat standard i think if you read both these books there's absolutely no use case of central bank digital currencies unfortunately governments and politicians will push for central bank digital currencies now let's discuss some news regarding bitcoin mining and look as every 2016 block the bitcoin mining difficulty gets adjusted and bitcoin.com has reported that bitcoin's hash rate which is the total computing power used to mine bitcoin has remained relatively stable over the past 30 days averaging around 305 exahashes per second despite a 9.95% increase last week and reaching an all-time high difficulty and guys the hash rate has slightly increased to around 308 hashes per second over the last 2016 block and the upcoming difficulty change which i believe is scheduled in the next 3 days on the 10th of march is predicted to increase further as the time it takes to mine each block has been faster than the standard 10 minutes so as of now it is ranging somewhere between 8 minutes and 30 seconds to 9 minutes and 41 seconds per block so what happens is guys every 2016 block the difficulty mining gets adjusted if the mining difficulty is too easy 
and the difficulty gets harder. If the mining difficulty is too hard, the difficulty gets easy. And while the difficulty is staggering at 43.05 trillion hashes and the cost to mine is higher than the current spot value, the 300 exa hashes range or higher has been the norm since the last target. And currently, guys, more than 60,000 blocks are left to mine until the next halving. Now, since the last 30 days, 4,557 blocks have been mined. And guys, the last quarter of 2022 was definitely not ideal for the Bitcoin mining industry. In fact, in January, the podcast that I used to release, I did talk about quite a lot of Bitcoin mining industry that did file for bankruptcy. So it's going to be really interesting to see in the month of March what happens to the Bitcoin mining industry. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding legal jurisdiction of decentralized autonomous organization. And the Utah state legislature has passed the Utah DAO Act granting decentralized autonomous organization or distributed autonomous organizations how I like to call it legal recognition and limited liability protections now on March 1st with the amendments and compromises the Utah decentralized autonomous organization act was passed unanimously both by the house and the senate now let me try to give out some more information so what happened is that on 1st of March 2023 the state of Utah passed the Utah decentralized autonomous organization act giving legal recognition and limited liability to DAOs and the act defines DAOs ownership uses bylaws to protect participants with anonymity introduces quality assurance requirements for DAO protocols creates a clear tax treatment and establishes no implicit fiduciary duties and the Utah Department of Commerce will oversee the rollout and adoption of the new legislations which will become effective in 2024 and the task force will closely work with relevant industries to ensure efficiency and explore weakness in legislations, preparing for administrative onboarding, and guys, Utah will be welcoming an environment for decentralization and on-chain innovation with the possibility of forming a Utah LLD under the new law. Now look guys, this news might sound gay and historically, right-wing ideologies, right-wing politicians in right-wing states are definitely in favor of DAOs, are definitely in favor of Bitcoin, are definitely in favor of open source. Now let me try to give out some positive things about this news based on my experience and let me also try to share some negative news. Now so far as the positive news is concerned, news such as this provides legal recognition and limited liability protections to DAOs in Utah which could encourage innovation and investment in the state's technology sector. And guys, this news goes further than previous laws in granting legal personality limited liability protections and avenues for decentralization and anonymity to DAO. It also incorporates quality assurance requirements for DAO protocols. It creates a clear and nuanced tax treatment consistent with current DAO functionalities, establishes that there are no implicit fiduciary duties owned by DAO participants unless those duties are explicitly stated to apply. Now listen guys, this news might sound great, but having legal jurisdictions added into decentralized autonomous organization defeats the whole purpose of using DAOs. So let me share some negative news as well. Now some may be concerned about the potential for a full anonymity for DAO participants, although the compromise of requiring a disclosure incorporator may elevate some of these concerns. Now there were initial concerns about tax language that was inconsistent with potential state and federal tax realities, although this was addressed through compromise and input from Utah Tax Commissioner's Office. Now, there may be challenges in administrative onboarding and ensuring that the practical implementations 
can be made for a smooth adoption and guys some also argue that there are still federal and judicial implements to fractional sharing and tokenizations associated with decentralized autonomous organization and that the bold legislation alone may not be enough to address these challenges now these are my thoughts guys what are your thoughts on this is it ideal for a government to protect DAOs? Now, it might sound like a great idea but at a macro level could it also be possible that the government can slowly start putting some conditions which eventually turns out to be best practices and those not following the best practices could be penalized now let me know what your thoughts are you could either agree to it or you could disagree to it now guys let's discuss two news regarding uae and the first news is about dubai headquartered cryptocurrency exchange called as mask x has launched virtual cards for worldwide spending so let me try to give out some information regarding mask x it was founded in 2021 and the website is maskx.com which is spelled m for mother a for alpha s for sugar k for kite e for elephant x for x-ray and mask x is the owner of msb financial license in canada and offers a licensed legal trading platform and they provide financial services such as online wallet decentralized trading copy option spot trading margin trading and quite a lot of other they also have staking DeFi mining cloud minting now all these things they have done in probably just two years and guys on the website it also says that it has more than 200 trading pairs referral and royalty program bonuses airdrops and exclusive giveaways and they're built to be one of the most secure and private cryptocurrency exchange globally with multiple layers of safety and MaskX adopted the slogan and the slogan is your wallet your way and this is to reflect the mission to play an important role in free economic system by providing the masses with financial anonymity and autonomy now based on the website they say that they have seven plus million global users and the 24-hour volume so far as the trading is concerned is 3.08 billion dollars and based on the website they say so far as the trade volume is concerned it's more than 1.19 billion dollars so the news essentially is that they have launched its crypto backed virtual cards and the card enables users to spend the crypto as fiat in over 176 countries with more than 50 million merchants and the feature is available to all verified mask x users and ben casey the former head of research and strategy of aax has recently joined them as a vice president and Ben Castellan will oversee all global and localized marketing, communications and business development initiatives and guys MaskX aims to make crypto more accessible and integrate it into people's everyday lives and the company is one of the only centralized exchange globally that provide proof of reserves and guys Abu Dhabi's sovereign wealth fund is a major stakeholder in them as well and Eric Yang who is the CEO of MaskX believes they can compete with the world's biggest trading platforms. Now, this news about them is published at Bitcoin.com, and based on the news, it states that a properly managed centralized exchange can still play an important role in the development of the cryptocurrency industry. And MaskX is committed to empowering users globally and continuing to the growth of the crypto and blockchain industry. Now, the exchange also offers a user-friendly interface and advanced trading tools. So definitely check out the website. Because when I went through the news. I did find out that they offer a comprehensive range of products including saving packages, spot pairs and future markets and quite a lot of other and the company also offers a range of on and off ramp products to convert fiat currencies to, to digital assets and vice versa. Guys MaskX aims to promote the adoption of digital assets and build a more inclusive economy. Now all this thing is great guys but you always need to remember Satoshi Nakamoto's Bitcoin white paper. And the most important thing is the second line which states 
the main benefits are lost if a trusted third party is required to prevent double spending. So always remember, not your keys, not your crypto. Now guys, let's discuss the second news. And the second news is about Realstar and they are planning to launch its own token currency and they're going to have a party launch in Dubai downtown. So let me try to share some more information. Now Realstar is a one mobile app for everyone, a one digital solution for everyone. And guys, Realstar was designed from the ground up to be a community-focused global social media and entertainment app which empowers users to create, share and trade content with a worldwide audience. Now they're going to be having a launch party on the 8th of March, that is tomorrow. And they're going to be launching its token at the launch party in downtown Dubai. And the token subsequently will be launched on Realstar's platform the very next day. And then guys, on the 23rd of this month, Realstar app will be open for public which will be in its better version. So right now, looks like it is only for selected individuals. And Realstar Guys is all one-in-one multimedia app that offers live streaming, video sharing, peer-to-peer chat, audio video calling, NFT minting, a marketplace, and digital wallet. Now, really, I'm not sure how they're going to be competing with giants such as Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Now, they're claiming that the app is decentralized, multi-blockchain, and web integrated. And look, guys, I am not buying this whole idea because when you talk about social media getting into blockchain, you always need to remember the blockchain trilemma problem. That is, is Realstar compromising on centralization or are they compromising on security or are they compromising on scalability? Unfortunately, I don't think that they are able to do all these things. But what they claim is that Realstar allows artists and influencers to own and monetize their performance by collecting the social media on blockchain. Now, all this makes sense if it is a centralized blockchain, but centralized blockchain is as good as using a centralized entity. So I don't get the whole idea of using blockchain in social media, at least as of yet. It could be possible that in the next coming decades, if we are able to solve the blockchain trilemma problem, we might be able to have social media on blockchain. Now, guys, based on the news, it states that Realstar differentiates itself from other platforms by allowing ordinary people to make NFTs of the acts and earn money and cause Realstar's future plan includes agro-based NFTs, celebrity experiences and ownership of gents and cows in different countries and members can sell their NFT conveniently on Realstar's virtual marketplace without the need for advertising on other platforms. My big question is why would you want to do that instead of OpenSea? Because OpenSea already has a lot of customers but anyways going back to the news the app has tied up with MasterCard that will allow real-time conversion to tokens into cryptocurrency that can be used to buy or sell anything using the app's e-wallet. Now, this product will be a massive success if somehow, someway, magically, they have onboarding of users in numbers that we have never seen something similar to the rise of TikTok. But other than then, I really am not sure what the future of this particular product is. So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto & Coffee Update from Blockchain TXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, Please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Pure Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series.
everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Tina who asks, why do you feel legalizing DAO or Bitcoin is not a good thing? Now, Tina, one thing you need to understand is why was Bitcoin created? Bitcoin was created so that there is 100% separation between money and the state and the very nature of DAO that is decentralized autonomous organization or distributed autonomous organization means that the community gets to decide. Now, having legal jurisdiction and protection may sound great, but it could also mean that the government or the governing body might have some say in the trajectory and direction of DAO. Now, this might sound great at a macro level, but think of it, let's say if there's a governing body that does provide some benefits and rights to holders or to users of DAO, could it be possible that over time that they might start having some restrictions, they might be having some woke ideologies and mentalities. Now granted this might not happen in the state of Utah, but I'm just saying at a macro level, having legal jurisdiction might sound great, but over time what happens is this centralized entity might have some restrictions. These restrictions gradually turn out to be best practices and these best practices are definitely not ideal. And so far as Bitcoin is concerned, you know, Bitcoin has always had severe allergic reactions to associations or anything to do with legal jurisdiction. Even when Bitcoin was made illegal tender in El Salvador, a lot of the Bitcoin maximalists did not absolutely like the idea. It goes against the very ethos of forcing people to use Bitcoin. Now granted in El Salvador, the president did not force people or make it compulsory to use Bitcoin. But what I feel is that Bitcoin and decentralized autonomous organization should be absolutely organic. The less government intervention, both in a positive and in a negative way, will be ideal. Now, once again, Tina, I truly understand that what I'm talking about this is in an idealistic world and looks like that may never happen. Now, having some legal jurisdiction, so far as centralized exchanges are concerned, is an absolutely brilliant idea because when there is a centralized exchange, the centralized entity are taking money, let's say from investors, are taking funding from average individual users. Having regulations for them is an absolutely brilliant idea. But so far as for decentralized autonomous organization, I really am not sure if it is a good idea. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a political move going against the left-wing ideologies. Because look, one thing that I did allude to earlier on, left-wing ideologies and politicians and people are definitely not in favor of decentralized autonomous organization, they're not in favor of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now, could it be possible that it is a political move? I definitely do think so, and I kind of agree to it as well. But so far as legalization and cryptocurrency is concerned, the less intervention, the better. And you know, Tina Andrew Santonopoulos, one of the greatest educators in Bitcoin, is often criticized El Salvador for making Bitcoin legal tender. And I've mentioned this several times in my podcast as well. He often says that what if there is a fork in the near future and if that fork principles goes against the country of El Salvador, what happens to the Bitcoin in El Salvador and what happens to the so-called name Bitcoin, it is a big question mark and he often has criticized making absolutely anything a legal tender, particularly in the Bitcoin, cryptocurrency and blockchain space. So keeping all these things in mind, I'm not sure to be honest and I wouldn't be an advocate of making absolutely anything legal be it cryptocurrencies, be blockchain protocol metaverse, or even decentralized autonomous organizations. So those are what my thoughts are. So that's all for today, guys. We ask me everything series from blockchain TXB.
check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and remember guys monday to thursdays 8 am to 8:30 am we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover topics and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse and how the series of episodes on the crypto and coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies some major breaking news occasionally showing sweet news as well news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world the other two news and information is related to dubai uae and middle east in the world of bitcoin blockchain pure blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse and what you're listening to right now is the ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding bitcoin blockchain pure blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse thanks so much for listening and have a nice one bye bye